I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH in Boston. The murder of a British businessman in China last November is still rocking the top ranks of power there. The wife of a former senior official is accused of the crime. Well, another murder of a British subject in China created similar shockwaves back in 1937. The victim was a teenage schoolgirl. No one ever answered for the murder of Pamela Werner, in part because China was on the eve of invasion and war. But British author Paul French finally put the pieces together in his book, Midnight in Peking. He recently took the world's Mary Kay Magstead on a tour of the crime scene. On a cold January morning in 1937, an old man out walking his bird in a cage beside Beijing's old city wall stumbled across a horrific sight, the body of a young woman, mutilated, eviscerated. He ran and got the police. Seventy-five years later, I stand in the same spot with author Paul French. This would have been the scene of a major police investigation beginning with photographers, the ambulance here to take Pamela's body to the autopsy. And, of course, Pamela's father, who'd been out all night looking for her, walked around this area, saw this crowd of people, walked through, immediately recognized her blonde hair and the clothes she was wearing and sort of, you know, shouted her name and then just collapsed in a dead faint, basically had a heart attack on the spot. This spot was just a couple hundred yards from Pamela Werner's house, Paul French first heard about the murder as a footnote in a book by leftist American journalist Edgar Snow. Snow had lived next door to Pamela and her adoptive father, a retired British diplomat and China scholar whose wife had died when Pamela was three. Well, I I had read that this English girl had been murdered at, at just the time in January 1937 when Peking was surrounded by the Japanese. And, you know, the tension in the city was amazing. And so everybody was absolutely terrified and knew that the end was coming. And Pamela's death, I think, came to symbolize for the city, both Chinese and foreign, the end of a particular age that was coming, and um, clearly this descent from civilization to barbarism. French's book, Midnight in Peking, is rich in period detail. It tells the story of how 19-year-old Pamela's ventures into the world of dating, dances, and dalliances with older men proved fatal. And it describes how the small foreign community in Beijing didn't have to wait for barbarism to descend, It had a dark side within it, including a group of supposedly respectable Western men who lured and gang-raped young Western women. French says British diplomats tried to stop the murder investigation rather than expose scandal. But Pamela's father, E.T.C. Werner, wouldn't let that happen. French says Werner was a complicated man. The problem with him was, at first, when I started researching it, was he left Pamela alone for a long time. He ended up sending her off to board at Tianjin Grammar School, you know, which was another city, I mean, away from Peking. And he comes across early on, I think, as a very cold, you know, unemotional, typically English, I have to say, father. And I thought, oh, well, he won't be very difficult to write about because I had a cold, unemotional, typically English father, and I probably am a cold, unemotional, typically English father to myself. But as, as the investigation moves on and then he himself became involved in the investigation, driving it forward... Hopefully the reader starts to warm to him and to understand that he has this cold, formal, stiff demeanour, but he really is dedicated to finding who killed his daughter. Which wasn't easy, with both the British and Chinese investigators holding back, and then with the Japanese coming in to occupy Beijing six months after the murder. After that, French says, Werner used his own money to hire detectives and buy evidence off of rickshaw drivers, bartenders, prostitutes, anyone who might have caught a glimpse of his daughter's last hours. 
He compiled a report to send the British government so it could follow up on the death of a British subject in a foreign land. And just before Pearl Harbor in 1941, when, of course, Britain and America went to war with Japan, uh, he sends it to London. And we're talking about a 150-page document. 150 pages of close-typed document with then scribbles in the margins in longhand. And he sends it to London. But it doesn't get to London until 1943, because the disruption of the sea lanes and, you know, World War. When it gets to London in 1943, they look at it, they sign it as accepted, and they put it in the files. And they forget about it. And there it sat, until Paul French discovered it during the five years he spent researching this book. On a visit to British government archives, he found, to his astonishment, that what he thought was a cold case had in fact been solved by Pamela's father. It's just that no one noticed. When you started working on the book, you were looking at this as an unsolved murder. It was, as far as you knew, an unsolved murder. Yes, I thought it was an unsolved murder. I thought there were a lot of good characters. I thought a Chinese detective working with a British detective, a little bit of sex, a little bit of opium. And I thought, you know, good locations, great time. You know, China on the cusp of collapse. And I did have this... uh, this idea that if we could just remember Pamela, if we could see her again, if she could come back with us, then the mere act of not forgetting someone would be some sort of justice. Pamela's father never forgot. He stayed in Beijing until a few years after the communists came to power, so he could be close to the graves of his wife and daughter, close to the man he believed murdered his daughter, close to the old French embassy, where Pamela went ice skating on her last evening alive. When she got on her bike that night, supposedly heading home, her friends looked out at the pitch-black streets and said, "'Aren't you afraid to be out there alone?' She replied, "'I've been alone all my life,' and pedaled off into the darkness. Only now, 75 years later, does the book Midnight in Peking shed light on what happened next. For The World, I'm Mary Kay Magstead in Beijing. You can see a video of Paul French visiting the sites he mentions in Beijing at theworld.org.